Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily all about music and creative culture in London. Today has been a, one of those days I've been just completely distracted, too distracted to do anything. The type of day where you spend so much time thinking about all the things you should do, but you can't decide what you should do first, and so you end up not doing as much as you would have liked to have done by the end of the day. One of my biggest distractions at the moment has been watching other artists perform live online. So I watched a bit of a Scottish festival called Transmit, spelled T-R-N-S-M-T. And there was one performance there in particular that has really caught my imagination since I saw it. It is Arctic Monkeys. They've had a new album out this year. I can't remember what it's called. Something Something Hotel and Casino. Yeah, it's a rather wordy title, Trans something, I can't, I really can't remember the full name of it, but they performed in Scotland, I think it was the first time they'd been there for a few years, and they were playing songs which I think at this point are at least 10 years old. The crowd looked particularly young, I'm guessing at least university age, so we're talking late teens, early 20s. They knew every word. And anyone that's even remotely familiar with Arctic Monkeys knows that they have a lot of lyrics in their songs, to put it bluntly. Alex Turner, their singer and primary songwriter, is practically rapping in his songs. He really crams as many words in as he can. And the crowd went toe-for-toe with him on every song. Even when he pulled out an oldie in the form of a... What the hell is it called? See, this is how distracted and just scatterbrained I've been today From the Ritz to the Rubble that's the name of the song he did that's from their first album Whatever People Say I Am That's What I'm Not I wish I could remember what that first album is called I'm going to try and look for it while I record this so they played that song which is a real throwback like I said at least 10 years old crowd cheered crowd knew crowd knew every word even when the singer just sort of grunts or sings la sha la 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 it it must have been so much fun to be in that crowd i can't remember the last time well i don't know i can't remember the last time i felt that enthusiastic about something in the run up to it except maybe the film black panther but after watching that i just i watched also interpol's performance at that same festival because they've got a new album i believe coming out end of this towards the end of this year called Marauder and I actually happened to meet the members of Interpol last year so I went to the show one of the members of Claxons James Wrighton played a show first of, all, first of all the story starts with me being an extra in a film James Wrighton from Claxons happened to be on set it was a film by Simon Amstel so James Wrighton was there I went up to him and said hey I really liked Claxons and I liked the second album despite what everyone said because they were, for those that don't know, Claxons were the poster band for the new rave movement, which caught a lot of flack from the media back in the day. And so Claxons' first album, people were like, yeah, this is great. But by the second album, they think they'd all just unanimously decided, actually, we're, we're quite embarrassed by all of this, so let's just pan it and forget this ever happened. But they've got some good songs on there. So I saw him, and I went up, I, <laughs> against my better judgment, I went up to him and said, hey, I actually really liked your second album. And he was doing some. He started a new band called Shock Machine, and I think they were 
they had just brought out their new album or they're about to release their new album. So I complimented him on that as well. He said he's got, he's got a show he's playing and I should come check it out. So I did. And that is where I met Radio 1 DJ Phil Taggart. Long story short, we ended up at the after party for Interpol who were playing, they were doing a tour of their first album, Turn On The Bright Lights, where they're playing their whole, that, whole, that album in its entirety. They were in London doing one of those shows and yeah, I got to meet... Ah, uh, seriously, I just can't think today. Names and everything are escaping me. Paul Banks, Daniel Kessler, and Sam Fogarino. Paul Banks is the singer and guitarist. Daniel Kessler is the guitarist, and Sam Fogarino is the drummer. Got to say hi to all of them. Spent the entire evening very much gritting, gripping my fists and trying very hard not to lose my mind and play it cool. Because, you know, if you're ever in the kind of room where you're breathing the same air as someone you've looked up to, you, you you don't want to be that person like, oh my goodness, it's you, I love blah, blah, blah. You want to try and be like, hey, you know, no big deal. Cool to meet you, whatever. But I did get to talk to Sam Fogarina, who is the drummer for Interpol, and I got to tell him, actually, I think I told all three members to varying degrees of success that I feel as though the indie rock throne is there for the taking, and I want to be the one to take it. I think Daniel just kind of said, oh, sure, why not? Good luck. Paul said, that, that sounds great. I've got to go, though, but uh, good luck with that. And Sam Fogarino was like, yes, man, absolutely. Definitely go ahead and take it. And then I got to take a picture with him as well. Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. That's the name of the new Arctic Monkeys song. New Arctic Monkeys album. So, yeah, I saw Arctic Monkeys play at Transmit on BBC iPlayer. I saw Interpol play. I saw Wolf Alice play and their guitarist, whose name escapes me as well. I think it's Joss. But he seems to be having an issue with his guitar during their performance because you see their guitar tech running out on stage and doing certain things. Ellie, the singer, doesn't even play guitar for most of it. She's mostly singing, which was an interesting change. Normally, the two of them are behind the guitars for the whole set, but she took on more of just a front-person role, which was interesting, which was cool. So I watched that. I uh, watched a little bit of Foo Fighters at Glastonbury. I watched a bit of Ed Sheeran at Glastonbury. I've just been very caught up in watching other people perform. One of my favourites, though, is before Block Party were called Block Party, they were called the Angel Range. And there is a YouTube video of them performing under that title in from 2002. They still had a way to go, but the the basic skeleton of what they would become was evident. I think they have a different drummer at the time. But it's really interesting just to see that the music you love, the people that made it, weren't always the finished article. They too had to go through some weeds before they arrived where they needed to be. And yeah, I think I'm just thinking about if and when I end up playing live. Do's and don'ts based on watching other people perform. But the truth of it is, it's just a—it's one of those things where when you see someone else doing something and it makes you feel as if you've done something when in real when in reality you haven't done anything, you're just watching someone else do something. I imagine that can sometimes be the case for people who love watching TED Talks or self-help tapes or things like that. They can get you all geared up and make you think, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to choose something because this person's talking about it, makes me feel like I've done it. And sometimes just listening to that or just watching that can make you feel like you've achieved something when in truth you haven't. And I think I've been a little bit guilty of that in watching all of these live performances, which have been very entertaining, but I've got work to do. Today's shout-out is the... 
Oof, this is as muddled as I get. I, I hope this is as muddled as I get. Right Along Movies is an event at Genesis Cinemas near Stepney Green train station. What they do is they show a film for free, and it's mainly a bunch of writers that get together to watch the film, and the film normally has some theme that's loosely tied to writing. Maybe the, one of the characters is a writer, or it's about the writing of something. Then after the film, everyone goes upstairs to the cafe and does some writing. Or, if you're me, you just keep talking to everyone and getting to know everyone. I've made a couple of good friends from those write-along events. And next Saturday, the 21st of July, is the one-year anniversary of the write-along events. So that's at Genesis Cinema, Saturday, 21st of July. It's normally around 12 o'clock in the afternoon that it starts. And I think... The last shout-out I did, apart from that Instagram one, was for the Black Malt Beer Share Club. And I think that was the same day. But, I think... I'm just looking at my notes. I think with any luck, the Black Malt Bottle Share Club... So that's why it's called not Beer Share. The Black Malt Bottle Share Club will be later in the day. So if you really want to, you could do both. And... I just might try and do that. I think that's enough for me. So, the music I'll put on the end of today's episode. Yeah, there's no interview today. The open mic I was going to do was cancelled. This darn World Cup, I tell you. It gets in the way of everything. Although it is coming home, so... Eh. What can you do? So, open mic tonight was cancelled, so... No interviews tonight. And I didn't really interview anyone last night either. Thought I might, but the person had to go, so I didn't get the chance to. But the music up on the end of this episode is the next progression of the bassline I played on the last episode. So, last episode you heard me playing a bass, a couple of basslines I had in mind for a piece I'm working on. Now you'll hear the very, 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 very rough sketch of what that piece sounds like now. Otherwise, thank you for listening to this rambling rant of I don't know what. If I'm doing an episode every day, some episodes are going to be like this. And now everything I say in these episodes feels a little bit like deja vu. Because I'm sure I've had an episode like this in the past. And I'm sure I've said exactly that in the past as well. Which is, some episodes are going to be like this. You're going to be a bit more rambly, a bit more ranty, etc, etc. Anyway, thank you for listening. You can find me online if you just search Saddest Night Out, one word, at Saddest Night Out on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to email me. Are there any live shows that you've been to that were just mind-blowingly life-changing? Any that you are looking forward to? Any that you think I should check out? Feel free to let me know. SaddestNightOut at gmail.com and do consider contributing to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash saddestnightout. So yes, this episode you will be played out by... A three-minute instrumental rough, rough, rough draft of the song that includes that bass line. It's a little repetitive without the, the singing, but I'm working on it. Feel free to skip this part <laughs> if you're not that interested. But thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. It's coming home. Take care. Take care.